you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, uh, this morning to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I, uh, again, just keeping with the, the holiday, keeping with the, the, the uh, uh, Thanksgiving season, uh, I, uh, again, just want to say for all our leaders and our staff and, and volunteers and teachers, uh, uh, those that count the money, those that clean the church, whatever you're, you know, uh, the, those that work in the sound, the musicians, all, everybody, we just want to say thank you. Could we put our hands together one more time to say thank you to all of our volunteers? First Thessalonians 5.18, let me read the scripture. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let me just say something this morning. How many of you have heard someone quote a scripture and then they interpret it wrongly? Let me see your hands. Have you ever seen that? Okay. I cringe when that happens. Like, oh, no, no, no. That's not the way that goes. That's not, that, that's not what that means. And how many of you have heard somebody say something that their grandmother had told them is well, not even in the Bible? It's like, really? That's not even in the Bible. You know, but, you know, I get it. I hear what you're saying. So, you know, I want you to notice this scripture again as I read it. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Now, in Christ Jesus. How many of you want God's will? Let me see your hands. All right, you want God's will. So this is important this morning that you see this. And we're going to kind of, you know, peel the layers on the onion this morning to get down to right where God wants us to be in his will. And having a thankful heart. I, I, I tell you what, you know, if there's a good marriage around, I'll tell you, there'll be those that know how to compliment each other and their spouses and thanking them for the things that they do in their lives. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we want to say we're thankful, God, for your Holy Spirit today. And I ask that you would open our understanding, O oh God, in ways that we can be thankful in this Thanksgiving season. And, Lord, help us to understand your ways, for they're higher than our ways. And I just want to say thank you, God, for all your loving care in our homes and our families. And I just pray your richest blessing upon your people here today. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. Now, write this in your notes. Look in your notes. I want you to begin by, by I want to begin by saying it's hard to thank God. Number one here, we got when one has pain. It's hard to be grateful. When one has pain, it's hard to be grateful. I mean, you think about that. When you're in pain, it's hard to do really anything. So, you know, so Thanksgiving, and I've said this before, Thanksgiving is not an easy season. Uh, matter of fact, the holidays, there, there's, there's more suicides and things like that during the holidays than any other time because things are amplified in one's life. And I think as a church, if there's ever a time that we need to shine, I believe it's during this season of Thanksgiving that people can see something in us that's quite different than anything else in the world. So how do we be thankful, you know, when the doctors have just told us that we have cancer? How can we be thankful when, when my friend this, this past week, uh, you know, I, I talked with him on the phone and he's going into surgery and they, they amputated his leg. You know, how, how does one be thankful in a situation like that? How does one be thankful when a, the person you love just come in and, and told you that they don't love you no more and they've walked out of your lives? You know, how does one be thankful in a situation like that when one, uh, you know, finds out that they have a chronic illness and they have a death sentence upon their life? 
How do you be thankful in a time like that? How many of you would agree with me this morning that it's hard to be thankful in a time like that? Somebody say amen. It's very hard. It's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be thankful like that. But here's what the scripture says. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and the first verse of the outline, it says here, give thanks. Everybody say give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, folks, I tell you, I could just put, you know, I have, I, I can have a problem, and many of us can have a problem as we, we can stop right there and say, wow, that, that, I can't do that. You don't know my circumstances. You don't know my situation. You don't know what's going on in my life. And let me just say this, maybe I don't. And maybe you're going through something that, that's entirely way out there, and, you know, and I know that different times of the year, different times of the month or week or whatever, there's times that we go through things. How many of you, how many of you would agree we go through things? Somebody say Amen. We go through situations of life. You know, it's, you know, we're not playing games here. This, this is a real life situation where the rubber meets the road and things happen in life and, and we're dealing with things in life, you know, and, and in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the struggles of life, and God says to be thankful. I don't, how many of you know that sometimes God wants us to do things when we don't feel like it? You may not feel like giving thanks. Now, let me just say this. When you're in a service like this and, and there's this music and these, this worship team and all these musicians and, and, and all of us going together and we're praising God, how many of you know it's, it's easy to praise God? But it's hard to praise God when things are not going right in one's life. It's hard to praise God when it just seems like Things are just in chaotic or whatever it may be. You don't understand, you know, the situation, the present situation that you're in. And God knows all of that, but yet he says to us to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God. How many of you know we as Christians, we need to be different than the world? We as Christians, we've got, you know, and we've got to let our light shine. You know, you know, I tell you what, some of the Christians, I tell you what, they're, they're with their heads always down. You know, your, your help's not coming down here, folks. Your help's coming from up there. Raise your head and know that God is on your side. Somebody say amen. So give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You want to know God's will for your life? Begin to thank God, even when you don't feel like it. Now, part of God's will is that you give thanks in all circumstances. Now, here's the key. We said this before, but I want to say it again, and I know there's new ears here this morning need to hear this. Part of God's will is to give thanks in all circumstances. And the key to this verse is the little letter, or the, uh, the little word there, two letters, I-N. Everybody say in. I'm grateful it doesn't say for all things, because we would have a problem there. If it said for all things, we would have a problem there. You know, it says give thanks in all circumstances. And the difference between the word in and the word for is the difference between healing and hurting. You know, if God told you to begin to give thanks for something and you're, you know, it's a hurt, it could be a hurting situation here. And matter of fact, it's not going to bring healing to your life. It's going to bring hurting to your life. And you need to understand that. So God doesn't expect you to be grateful for everything in your life. But there's a lot of things, because there's a lot of things that are bad. How many would say amen to that? There's a lot of things that are evil. There's a lot of things that's like, wow, we can't be thankful for that. And, and you know what? You're exactly right. It would be hurtful and painful 
to be grateful for sin and the effects that it causes. It would be, you know, it's not grateful when somebody gets leukemia or lupus. It's not grateful when a woman is raped or a child is molested. It's not grateful when a terrorist bombs Paris. Come on, somebody. That's not a, you know, and, and you know, how do, how do you, you, and you're surely not praising God for those kind of things. You don't do that. That's not God's will for that, okay? But, and so, in fact, the Bible says that there's some things that you ought to get mad about. Somebody say, man, we need to get mad when we see that evil is on the rise. And we necessarily, in our prayer life, we need to begin to pray more. Somebody say, man, we need to begin to get serious and a, a righteous anger could, you know, rise within us. So the Bible doesn't say to be thankful for everything. If that was the case, then God would be a tyrant, okay? Because God is not a tyrant. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that God is what? Love. God is love. He's not a tyrant, okay? But the Bible says in everything, give thanks. Why? Because even in the darkest times of your life, even in the worst periods of in desperation, even when my life is totally falling apart, I can always, everybody say always, find some good things that I can be thankful for. In the baddest times of life, I can find some things to be thankful for. Amen? And no matter how good things are in your life, there are some things that you need to, uh, to be working out. And there's some bad things that God is working through you. And uh, all things work together again. Good for them that love the Lord. We'll talk about that later. But no matter how bad things are in your life, there's some good things and some blessings that, can, that we can be grateful for. Can you say amen? Number two. Next, it's hard to be thankful Unless one learns to control one's tongue. Now, folks, let me just say this. We as Christians, we can control our tongue. It's like the guy hits his, he hits his thumb and, and he curses God. Oh, I couldn't help myself. Yes, you could. Choose another word. Just say peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. You're controlling your tongue. I said we can control our tongue. Well, they just, you don't know. Well, they just, they, they just mess with me and I just had to you know, give them a piece of my mind. Well, that's your problem. You give too much of your mind away. You need to control your tongue. I said you need to control your tongue. You need to control your thoughts and your tongue. You say, can you do that? Yes, you can. You don't have to come down on somebody else's level. Yes, you can. You can control your tongue. And God wants you to control your tongue. And, and, and you can give thanks in all things. Not for all things, but in all things. You can learn to be thankful. And when you start doing that, your life is going to change. It's going to take on a new dimension. If you believe that, say amen. So how do I be grateful when I don't feel like it? How do I be thankful even in bad times? When one learns how to control one's tongue, it brings health to your life. And this is what I want to say. How many of you want to be healthy? Let me see your hands. You want to be healthy. Here's how to be healthy. And here's what the Bible says. I will bless the Lord when I feel like it. I will bless the Lord when my husband is good to me. I will bless the Lord when my wife's good to me. I will bless the Lord when my boss is good to me. I'm going to bless the Lord when all things are good for me. Well, anybody can do that. How many of you, it's easy to love somebody that loves you back. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be in my mouth every now and then. I've been facetious. I know I am, but I, I, I want to drill this home where you need to understand that our, God's praise need to continually be in my mouth. Now, folks, you, you can't praise God and curse him at the same time. So if you got praise and, you know, I'm going to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you're not blessing God because something's happened. But in the situation, right in the middle of it, right in the middle of your pain and whatever's going on in your life, you learn to start praising God. And you learn to control your tongue. I love this illustration. I've, I've given this before. You might have heard this before. Out west, a cowboy was driving down a dirt road, his dog riding in the back of the pickup truck, his faithful horse in the trailer behind him. He turns in a curve too fast and had a terrible accident. And sometime later, a highway patrolman came by on the scene. And this highway patrolman was an animal lover. He saw the horse first. He realized the seriousness, nature of its injuries. He drew his service revolver and he put the animal out of its misery. He walked around the accident. He found the dog and the dog was all mangled up and hurt so bad. And it's just a matter of time the dog was going to die. He knew that. Hurt critically. He was in critical condition. He couldn't bear the whining, the pain the dog was in. So he ended the dog's suffering at, right there. And finally located the cowboy who was suffering multiple fractures and broken leg and broken collarbone and, and just, 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 you know, in bad, 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 bad way, okay? So finally located the cowboy who's suffering here and, and uh, he's over in the weeds and the, and the, and the state trooper said, hey, how are you over there? The cop said. The cowboy took one, lot, one look at the smoking revolver the, the trooper had in his hand. He says, I've never felt better in all my life. <laughs> Don't put me out of my misery. <laughs> How many of you would agree there's benefits in controlling the tongue? And there's so many benefits. See, there's two kinds of attitudes that we can have. We can have the negative attitude. We can have the positive attitude. And folks, I'm just telling you some elementary things. These things you can do. I, I tell some people, it's like they're out of control. You don't have to be out of control. You know, if you're out of control, the enemy's in your life. You need to get God in your life. You will be in control. Somebody say amen. So we have two kinds of people. We have the complainers. We have the praisers. Now, one, one is the, the, the complainer and the other is the praiser. Now, here's what the scripture says. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. Let me say it again. The choice, the tongue rather, of the righteous is choice silver. And another scripture, the tongue of the wise promotes what? Health. Everybody say health. The tongue of the, of the wise promotes health. Would you uh, move forward there? I'm sorry, I must not have had that there. Go, go back, go back to that one if you would. I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, I thought I had that scripture. It's in your notes there. Is it in your notes? Okay, you see it in your notes there. Okay, I, I want to make sure you see that. The tongue of the wise promotes what? Health. You want to be healthy? Think about that. The tongue of the wise promotes health. And, and that's where I want to be. Now, now, let's look at the complainer. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 1. Here's what Scripture says. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it. 
And in anger, in his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts. Do we have any complainers in the house today? Wouldn't it be something? You know, we started complaining, and the Lord said, Zzz. Zzz. We wouldn't be complaining much, would we? Now, folks, you know, I, I know, I, 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 you know, I'm just like you. I put my shoes on the same way you do. I put my clothes on the same way you do. I had the same kind of problems you do. Let me, you know, and, and, and I know that there, there's times that I feel like complaining, and there probably times I do, just like you do, you okay? But let me tell you something. It's not going to really get you anywhere. Can I get a witness? I mean, you can complain about something, but, you know, let me just say this. Most people don't really care. Got quiet. Complain about things, and especially in the things of God, and the things that God wants you to be, you know, and God has, you know, his will in your life is for you to learn to praise him in all things. And, and when you start complaining about this and complaining about that, folks, you're getting off track and, and you're not going to be a healthy person in the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. <clears throat> As Christians, we have a choice. We can be a complainer or we can be one that thanks God. And you know what? I've just made up my mind. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And even when I don't feel like it, I'm just going to bless the Lord. That's what I've chose to do. And then you can choose, choose to do that as well. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> so what are the things that I can be thankful for, okay? Number three, write this down. Be thankful for the provisions that God has given to you. Be thankful for the provisions that God has given to you. It's much easier to thank God when we remember the gifts that he's given to us. Oh, how many of you like gifts? Let me see your hands. You like gifts? Oh, I like gifts, Bob. I like gifts. It's coming Christmas time. I'm telling everybody right now, I like gifts. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. If we will be honest, you know, we all, you know, a gift is, oh, I got a gift last night. It's like, yes, all right, you know. I was at a Christmas dinner and got a gift, and I thought, yeah, I like, that's good, you know. So we all like gifts. How many of you know God knows how to give gifts? Yeah. Ephesians 4.11 and he talks about to the church. How many of you know God loves the church? And he says he gives gifts to the church. And what are those gifts he gives to the church? He gives the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher. You know, all of these are gifts that he gives to the church. And we need to thank God for the gifts God gives the church. Somebody say amen. You know, sometimes the evangelist comes along, he can say things that the, uh, you know, the pastor, he kind of, you, you know, he kind of knows things about your life. And if he would say that, you might think that he just would say it instead of God saying it. But the evangelist comes along, he can just slap you really hard and then, and then go on his way. And you just say, hey, that was a great sermon. <laughs> but you know that God sent him in there for a purpose of helping you. Somebody say amen. amen. So gifts, everybody say gifts. So, so think about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. This is what God has given. God says, I'm giving some gifts. I'm, I'm giving you gifts. God says, I give you gifts. So provisions, be thankful for the provisions that God has given to us. The, 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 all, the, all of those gifts. And on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. In other words, I paid for your salvation. It's a gift. God give us a gift of salvation. How many of you know that there's no way that we could attain this salvation? How many of you would agree it's just a gift? 
God says, I give it to you. You, you can't earn it. There's no way, but he gave that to you. Now, in, in a Psalms 103, David gives us a list of the gifts of God that he gives to us. Uh, these things can be what we can be thankful for. He says, I will not forget the glorious things God does for me. In other words, the gracious gifts that God's given to me. What are those gifts? He says, he forgives all my sins. How many of you know that's a gift? He says, I forgive you. I mean, God could just say, no, 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 no. You, what you did here, you, you know, you're going to pay for this. But God just says, no, I'm wiping the slate clean. I forgive you. How many of you are glad that God forgave you? See, the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Death. And if it wasn't, if, if he hadn't wiped the slate clean, you would be paying for some of the things that we do. But he says he forgives all our sins. He heals me. That's a gift. It's a healing. Healing is a gift that God gives to the church. You know, he heals me. He ransomed, he ransomed me from hell. That's a gift. He surrounds me with his love. He fills me with life and good things. That's a gift that God gives to me. He is merciful and tender towards those who don't deserve it. That means me. That means you. He's tender and merciful, and he gives us gifts. He's slow to get angry, and he never bears a grudge. Somebody say amen. amen. He never bears a grudge. That's a gift. He has not punished us for what we deserve. So salvation is a gift from God. Acts 2.38, Peter says this, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, God has given us so many things in the church and the Holy Spirit is a gift. How many of you know you go over in 1 Corinthians and Paul wrote the letter to the church there. He began to tell them other gifts that God has given to the church and began to give 30-some gifts to the church and all of these gifts that, that God gives to the church. Oh, hallelujah. That, that we may be whole, that we may be complete, that we may be blessed, that we may be healthy. See, God wants you healthy and wise and blessed, and God wants you on top of things and not on the bottom. Somebody say amen. amen. So he gives you gifts to help you to get to that place where you need to be. And, and, and so think about all of the gifts, uh, gifts of healing and gifts of, of, of mercy and, and, and gifts of hospitality and all of those gifts we need, to, we, need to, we need to have cause to pause and thank God for the gifts that he's given us because he's a good God. Somebody say amen. So all the spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 14, that he gives to the church. And sometimes he, you know, a word of, 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 of tongues and a word of interpretation or prophecies or whatever it may be. See, God gives all those gifts. How many of you know we could be thankful for that? But sometimes we forget about what God's doing in our lives. God's doing things, but we, we, you know, it's out of our mind. So we, we need to go back to that and be thankful. Number four, be thankful for the plans that God has for me. Uh, aren't you glad God's got a plan for your life? Now, it's very obvious that life is not always good. Life is tough, okay? And, and a lot of things that happen in life are bad. A lot of things that happen are painful, a lot of things that happen are difficult, but how many of you know that's not God's will for our lives? Now, now, now let me tell you something. God can take something bad and turn it around and make something good out of it. That's the way God is, and God does that. But life is not all sunshines and lollipops. Somebody say amen. It's not all roses and, and, and rainbows. Mr. Rogers has left the building. Somebody say amen. 
Yet although life is not always good, God is always good. See, life deals me things sometimes. I don't know what to do with it, but God is always there. And I know what God has. You know, uh, you know the devil may mean something for evil, but God means it for good. And I, I, I can believe that because God has, you know, good plans for me. It's always good, okay? You say, not everything that happens in my life feels, uh, feels good? No, no, no. Not everything in life that happens, you know, in, in your life, uh, God has planned, okay? Don't blame God for your mistakes. Many things, it's what we do in our lives. Don't blame God for your choices. Sometimes we make a choices. Here's what we do. We say, God, I want this over here. You know, I want this spouse over here. And once you get this spouse, you know, you say, and then you say, my problems are that spouse that you gave me, God. God says, wait a minute now. That's what you chose. That's what you did that. You know, but we blame God. We, I got to have this person. I got to have him. I got to have him. I've got to have him. God says, okay, go ahead. You have him. It was your choice, not God's. Well, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. So don't blame God for the mistakes that we make. Now, folks, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. We need to get to the place where we have an intimate relationship with the Lord. And then when we get that, then we can begin to pray and ask God for things in our lives. And when those things come in and we've asked God for them and God's given to us, let me tell you something. They will be good things in our lives. They will be blessings in our lives. You know, uh, and again... Many of us, and I, me included, that, that we, you know, we, we made a mess of our lives over here. And, and, and then we, got, we come to Jesus, and he forgives our sins. But how many of you know we're still tangled up in whatever we mess that we've created over here? Aren't you glad for God's grace, forgiveness, and all those good things? Now, you have to choose to be in God's plan. God says in Proverbs 14, 12, there are many ways that seem right unto man, but the ends are death. There's a, I think the King James puts it this way. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends their way are death. And it may look good. How many of you know there's everything that looks good and shiny is not always good for you? It's like, man, I got to have that apple. You know, Eve, I got to have it. You know, I, I, you know, in other words, there's certain things that we just say, we got to have that. And we got what we really need to do is say, Lord, I want your will. Is this your will for me to have this? Because sometimes we're bringing pain into our lives that we don't need to bring into our lives. And there's one road, and you've got to choose God's plan. The Bible says, I have good plans for you, says the Lord in Jeremiah 29 11. I have good plans for you. Now, sometimes our choices may not be good. But notice, I have good. Everybody say good. good. So God has good plans for you. He says, I have plans, <clears throat> says the Lord. I don't plan to hurt you. I plan to give you hope. I plan to give you a future. You know, in other words, I plan to, to give you good things. So some people believe in, they worship the God who causes all the sufferings. I worship a God who bears all my sufferings. Somebody say amen. That's the kind of God that I worship. Now, uh, uh, on the screen, I think I have it up. Let's go to the next one. We, oh, no, here it is. Don't go back. Go back. I'm sorry. My bad. Poor sound man. I'm just bringing him back and forth. <laughs> Thank you for uh, you know, having patience with me. I, I, I want you to see this. Everybody say, we know. We know. We know. Oh, 
I, I should put there, if I was writing it, you know, again, I, I told you some things. If I had that choice to write in the Bible, which I don't, okay, I would change things around a little bit, be a little facetious in the way I'd write things. Because I want you to get it, okay. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go there this morning. Everybody say, we know. That in all things. Now, that, that scripture is either true or it's not. It's either of God or it's not. We know that in all things, God, notice this, works for the what? Good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. So not all things are good that may be in our lives. But how many of you know God can take something that's broken and make something good out of it? And that's how God does, and that's what God does. in our. So, so we just need to say, God, you know, I, I want what you want in my life. Help me to get in the middle of your plan. Folks, I'll tell you what, the, the best thing in the world that you could do is find God's plan and get, begin to be a part of that, and that's going to bring blessing. Can you say amen? Isaiah 53, Isaiah 56 says he was wounded for our transgressions. One translation says bruised. He was bruised or wounded for our transgressions. Uh, wounded for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our sins was laid upon him. You see, Jesus Christ on the cross took my suffering. He took my death. He took my place that I wouldn't have to suffer. You know, that, that, so that's the plan he has. So we, we have a God who doesn't watch our sufferings co-heartedly. But he says, you know what? I want to I do something here. I want to be a part of this. I want to change the situation here. So God does, you know have plans for your life. Let's move to the next one. Number five. Oh, I like this one. Be thankful no matter what happens for God's promise is never to leave me. Now, I, I know some of these scriptures are very familiar to you, especially in this holiday season, but I want to bring them home this morning because I think as, you know, if there's ever a time you need to hear this, you need to hear it now. And, and Hebrews 13, five says it this way. I will never leave you and I will never abandon you. That's God's promise to you. God says, I won't leave you. You know, some of you, you're judging God by the way other people have treated you in life. The way you've been dealt things in life. You know, you're thinking God is that way. Let me tell you something. God is not that way. Somebody say amen. He says, I will never. In other words, it's not, I, I, I don't think I will or I hope I don't. No, no, I will never, he says. Leave you. I will never abandon you. So God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. And, and here's the wonderful part of this promise. I like that. That scripture isn't there just to force us into uh, staying out of trouble. Okay? It's not there for that. It's actually there to comfort us when we are in times of trouble. And, and here's the thing. You, you know, you, you may not be having a bad day today, but let me tell you something. Probably before the week's out, you're going to encounter something in your life. We do. That's life. Everybody say, that's life. See, so here, here's life. Is that life? Now, now, here's death. I don't want to be a flatliner. Come on, somebody. I'd rather have life. Things are up, things are down, and that's the way life is. Things, you know, come our way and it brings us up. Sometimes things, we got to go down. 
We need to learn to rejoice with those that are rejoicing. But I tell you what, it's, sometimes it's harder to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Because when you got your new vehicle and I didn't get mine, you know, I could say, you know, I don't know. But I'm going to rejoice with you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. How many of you know we need to rejoice with our brothers and sisters? And you can't do that unless you know what's going on in their life. So take an interest in other people. Life is more than me, my four, and no more. No, life is more than that. Rejoice with those who are Weep with those who are weeping. And if we could do that, we'll learn to start praising God. Somebody say amen. I will never leave you. I'll never abandon you. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Oh, my, that, that's so powerful. So there's not a moment in your life that there's not a situation that you find yourself in, uh, experience that God is always with us. He's always there. Now, sometimes I don't feel like he's there. Sometimes I don't, you know, it's like, God, you know, sometimes we even maybe have doubts that he's there. But let me tell you something. God is always there. Amen. The eyes of the Lord upon the righteous, his ears are open to our cries. Somebody say amen. amen. And there's no fine print. <clears throat> There's no catch. There's no hook. And God says, you know, he's, I'll never leave you and forsake you. No, 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 no. There's no fine print there. You know, I was watching a commercial about pres- pres- prescription drugs. And I'm thinking, no, that sounds pretty good. And it's about 10 seconds. They had some good things. And then for the next 20 seconds, it says, and it causes this. It may cause this. It may cause this. It may cause that. And it may, I thought, well, why would I want that? It's like, here, here you go. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. So I can take this medicine. Let me see if I'm going to live or die. Oh, I die today. Duh. How many, how many of you are glad God's not like that? Hallelujah. Uh, no catch. Here, here, I love this scripture. Look over the screen if you would. <clears throat> and I, I, I like the way it starts out. When you go through, because you will. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. I'm not sure what deep waters are or what you may be going through this morning. I I, I may not, but let me tell you something. God knows, and he knows where you are today. Somebody say amen. Don't you love the Lord? Yes. Hallelujah. Now, may, maybe there's been a, 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 something that's happened in your life, a husband, a wife, a mother, father, friend, co-worker, that just kind of walked out on you, given up on you, or give you a cold shoulder, whatever it may be, and you felt abandoned. But I want to say this this morning. God will never abandon you. And he'll never forsake you. And when you need God, he's always going to be there. Can you say amen to that? I will never leave you. I'll never, you know. And, and here's another scripture. I don't think I have that up there. Uh, go to the next one. Let's see if I do. I don't know if I have that one up there or not. No. You can just leave it there if you want to, though. But, uh, but this scripture here. 
and Philippians 4, 6. Many of you could quote that. I could quote that. But I, don't, I, I want to slowly, you know, give this to you this morning so it's so powerful, especially this time of the season. Don't be anxious or worried about anything. How many of us get worried about things? Be honest. I do. And, and, and then I have to pause and think, oh, yeah, well, you know, I need to give this to God. I just need to give this to God. I, there's nothing I can do about this. How many of you know there's certain things in life we just can't, we can't handle it? We don't know what to do with it. It's like getting a tiger by the tail. We don't know what to do with it. <clears throat> and, and it says, you know, instead, everybody say instead. Instead, pray about everything. Do you pray about everything? I do. I'm even watching my favorite teams play, and I'm saying, oh, Lord, give them a little help right there. Oh, didn't Ohio State needed it. I wasn't there to pray for them either. I was somewhere else. Oh, no. That was me praying. Oh, and then Bengals. Any Bengals fans in here? Oh, it's terrible Monday night, wasn't it? Even prayer couldn't help them. No, no. <laughs> no, they beat themselves. That's what they did. Oh, oh. I won't, let me just say it one more time. Be anxious about, or, or be, do, don't be anxious or worried about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Always making your requests known to God. Here's two words. With thanksgiving. See, he puts that in there, with thanksgiving. I am so glad that our country has taken, uh, uh, you know, and our, our, our fathers before us, and, and, and Abraham Lincoln and others come along saying that they, Abraham Lincoln made it a national holiday. And I thank God for that. Somebody say amen. 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 I mean, you know, you know that we take pause and, for the cause and thank God what he's doing in our lives, thanking him. You know, folks, we, we're a blessed nation, and I, I think it's because we look to God, and we thank God, and we pause and, for the cause to give him thanks.